Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to, um, it's going to be brief, right? We're going to have a conversation about how the police officers in Columbus, Ohio, uh, shot and killed black American teenager, Makaya Bryant, right? She was fatally shot by the police in Columbus, Ohio, right? So, um, you know, we like to say that, um, you know, our hearts and prayers go out to the family because they're dealing with a real situation, right? And they're dealing with uh, not only local and statewide situation, they're dealing with a, a national situation at this point because, you know, once something like this make national news, see, everybody's involved, right? Everybody's involved. Everybody got to say so. Everybody has an opinion, right? With that being said, though, here on Real Black Content Forum Podcast, like, we rarely like to talk about police shootings, right? We have to have conversations about everything because, you know, the way this platform is set up, the comments is the engine and the fuel to the machine, right? We make content based on the comments, right? And the way that we have conversations is like, it's like barbershop style, you know, hair salon style, um, you know, street corner, sitting on the porch, sitting on the stoop, sitting in the living room. We just have conversations, which we just normally talk about in the village. This is what black folk talk about. right? And unfortunately, this police shooting is something else that we have a conversation about. Now, again, you know, you see on this platform, we don't like to talk about police shootings involving black and brown people because, see, we feel as though that behind the scenes, right, there's a narrative that's being painted. And in America, it's like, um, see, black folks have accepted that they're the victims. So many of our people have a victim mentality, right? Off the top, we have a victim mentality. Okay, so with that piece in place, when we see black and brown people that shot down by the police, even though that's a real true victim, right? In the truest sense of the word, we feel as though there's a narrative being pushed to make it seem like uh, these devils is only shooting black and brown people. But when we look at the numbers, we see that white folks are shot down more by the police than black and brown people are. So we got to kind of ask ourselves, even though this is a real situation, right? When black folks get shot down and brown folks get shot down by the police, we seem to always have a body cam or some kind of footage, surveillance footage. And, you know, this footage always fall into the hands of major media corporations where they play it over and over and over. So we got this narrative that is just the police attacking black and brown folks. In the very same breath, though, white folks, again, are being shot down at a larger number and these very same body cams is on these police officers you know surveillance cameras is everywhere in this country but you don't see that video of jeremy being shot down or david or um cliff being shot down by the police but you're always going to see shamika and demarcus and love marcus being shot down by the police right it kind of creates a victim atmosphere even though you I hope you guys are trying to see what I'm saying, right? Maybe if I say it this way, it'd be more suited. 
I couldn't name you 10 white folks that were shot down by the police. I couldn't. I had to do some research to see where these police shootings happen at, what's the name of these individuals, etc. Right? And we know when we just look at the numbers, I'm talking about white officers shooting white folks. We know that those numbers are not all male. We know that there's some females mixed in there. We know there's a young adults mixed in there, teenagers. That just going to make up the number. That's how life works. But right off the bat, I'm not even going to try hard. I can name you 10 black folks and brown people shot down and killed by the police. I couldn't really name you that many brown people, to be totally honest, because the way it works is that when it comes to being a victim, black people have took on the position of the number one victim in America. So we ain't going to know nothing about anybody else that's being shot down because that situation is not going to get any of our attention. What's going to get our attention is somebody that look like us that have been shot down because that's the narrative. And what's actually happened is that these corporations get this information, these mass media giants, these BSNBCs and these uh, ABCs and CBSs and Fox News and we can go down the line. They get this information because we're going to read a publication New York Post today, right? And once they put the story out, they grab our attention because we're the only people that's going to pay attention to it. And when they get more viewers to their platforms, they take their viewership and they charge their advertisers because more people are watching. Now, when Jeremy gets shot down in Alabama somewhere by a police officer or uh, Billy Joe in Texas and Oklahoma, they're not going to put that on TV because nobody cares. White folks don't look at themselves as victims. They're conquerors in their own eyes. So they're not really going to show themselves in a weak state because, again, they look at themselves as conquerors. Black folks, on the other hand, are the ultimate victims in America. Right? It's like a weird dynamic. It's like everything is victimhood. Somebody's always doing some boogeyman behind the door at all times. But then when you say, okay, what's the solution? Are you going to leave the country? No, we're not going to leave America. What we're going to do is we're going to fight white supremacy with the legal system. And in my mind, I'm like, but that legal system was also made by white folks too. So black folks solution is fighting white supremacy with another branch of the system that white supremacy created. And this is what makes sense to us in the neighborhood. But we got to do something, right? We just can't do nothing, right? We got to do something, okay? So we're going to look at the New York Post article. And again, it's talking about Micaiah Bryant, who was fatally shot by the Columbus police. You know, um, you know, our hearts and prayers go out to the family. And I think it was unique the way that they, they worded the article, the New York Post. And it says, Micaiah Bryant's neighbor insists police had no choice but to shoot right and when we look directly at the article and you can also go to the new york post they have the surveillance footage up you can watch the whole entire thing and um it says that a neighbor of the ohio team shot dead by police saw the chaotic events that led to the fatal incident and that video from his security camera led him to believe the cop had no choice but to fire according to a report right so this is the bystander. This is a neighbor. His name is Donovan Brinson. And he's saying, look, there was these young ladies across the street. They was calling each other the B word. It escalated. The police came over, you know. He heard the four shots. His wife dove on the floor, you know, 
he gives some theatrics like my wife dove on the floor when he heard the four shots he looked out the window he seen Makaya Bryant laying on the ground right and again um, here's the still frame shot that they have of the sister that was shot and who passed away and then also on New York Post if you scroll down a little further uh, they got the image from the police body cam footage showing Makaya Bryant attacking another girl with the knife right that's the steel frame shot so you know by they i mean when i say they i mean the police department of columbus by them releasing this body cam footage you know they're already setting up the stage for the officer to be off like they're going to justify it she had a weapon and when i looked at the surveillance footage myself i noticed that it was like um Everybody was just kind of standing around, hanging around, and nothing really popped off until the police pulled up. And then when the police pulled up, that's when it kind of went chaotic, right? And he kind of got right out the car. He seen the situation, and he began to shoot uh, right off the back. He shot the young lady down, the sister, instantly lost her life, right? And it was, a, it was a few teenagers out there standing around, hanging around. I guess they was just you know mouthing back and forth at one another and the young lady lost her life so this is how we look at things on real black continents for a podcast because we've seen everything unfold and we know some information is still coming out but this is the pov that we're standing from at this point right we know eventually that there's going to be protests there's going to be marches we know that um the lawyer right the guy out of florida what's his name um dark-skinned brother uh benjamin crump we know that benjamin crump is probably on a uh, on a jet as we speak headed to columbus you probably see him with some photo ops with the family uh it's it's another attorney that tag along with him i can't think of his name right now but um we also know it's going to be some mixed reviews from the public because the young lady had a knife just that and the third so the big chant is going to be there's some training that need to be taking place because this is the chant. Every time a police officer shoot down somebody, we need more training. We need more training. We need these officers to have more training, right? But when you look at the whole situation in its totality, how about we ever consider this as a community, right? How about black folks need more training? How about black teenagers need more training? Black young adults? need more training how about black adults need more training right because the devil gonna do all he gonna do you really can't train i mean how can you teach a serpent to not be a serpent i i be i'm confused with our position sometimes but we feel like we got to do something so i say it again black folks need some training at this point because when you see the whole thing unfold a person with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding is going to look at the situation and say, well, why didn't a black person just break it up? Everybody out there on the site, on that block, everybody's out there, they're black. The cop ain't even had to come there. If somebody would have stood their ground, stood on just a little bit of wisdom, stood on a little bit of understanding, just a little bit, they could have just broke up the fight. There is no police, nobody gets shot. But see, our community is in love with madness. Young adults is in love with stupidity. They in love with it. They in love with foolishness. So now we have a situation in which 
black folks can use some training because anytime you're willing to get in your car, get in your own vehicle, get three deep or four deep or whatever the case may be and drive over to somebody's block, drive over to somebody's neighborhood, drive over to somebody's home to have a physical altercation with this person. You need training. You have raised. That's what Big Mama call them, half rays. Look at all these half rays ass children out here in the world. This is what happens when you have a community full of bastards. There's no parental vision there. Nobody knows how to, um, what's the proper word that they use, right? The real professional, conflict resolution. There's no conflict resolution skills. It's just all emotions running rampant when you talk about the neighborhood. So when you look at this case, you see it like, yo, the way I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, well, we see the white cop. We see the devil shot the sister. But the black culture killed the sister. Did you catch that? The officer just shot. The black culture killed her. The culture that says it's cool to pull up on somebody. Do you hear young people talk these days? Hey, man, pull up. And pull up. Pull up. That That's cold for pull up to be violent. That means leave from wherever you are to come where I'm at, pass 50 job opportunities, drive by 10 libraries to come here to be violent and be foolish. That's what they, that's what the young folks say. They say, drop your location. So I can leave where I'm at to come where you at to show I'm Billy Badass. Drop your location. I'm going to pull up. We need training. Anytime somebody you come outside their home to have a fight, we need training. Police officer just showed up. And see, we talked about this on Real Black Consciousness Forum podcast. When Trump got elected, right? When Trump got elected, presidents bring energy with them, right? I, you know, when Barack Obama was in office, him and Michelle, the energy that they brought was a bunch of LGBT, transgender energy to the neighborhood, right? But they also brought something else to the neighborhood. They brought a lot of hope to the neighborhood that you can be whatever you want to be. And they brought like a... um. They had like a fitness model, a health and fitness model where everybody wanted to be working out and getting in shape. And that's the energy that that president brought to the table. I'm talking about Barack and Michelle, that White House. Well, when Trump got in office, he brought another energy. He brought an energy where people going to be real with each other. They're going to be straight up. Trump brought a sense of uh, racism, if you will, for lack of a better word. Right. He brought a different kind of racism to the table where. The kind that I like. If you're going to be out and open with it, that's the kind I like. I don't need you smiling and, you know, you looking like, you know, you know, you looking and smiling like a sheep, but you're really a wolf. If you're just a wolf, just show me your teeth. I'm cool with that. That's the brand that I subscribe to. That's why I like the Trump so much, because everybody's going to be real when he nobody was faking when he was in office. He brought a different energy to the table. So with that being said, there's another energy that came along with Trump, though. And that's what I call black fatigue. Well, white folks just ain't got time for black folks no more. They ain't got, they don't value you like they value themselves. So that same white officer that came and he would have seen people that look like him. And he may have been a little bit more receptive, a little bit more at ease because he's looking at his own people. He want to break them up and help them. But when they come to our neighborhoods, they ain't, they're not going to look at us like that. All they know, these white officers know about black folks is what they see in the media. And what they see in the media is what we allow them to see, what we show them. Fighting all the time, clowning all the time, um, twerking all the time, dancing is always some, 
I don't know, some weird, I don't know what we got going on. Madness. Man, your life ain't even worth it. It's a black fatigue phase. He pulled right up on it. Hey, man, just shoot him. Ain't nobody finna tussle with you. You got a knife, you got a gun. He's not gonna tussle at all. You're not his people. He gonna lay you down and be done with you. But if we had black training, we just would have stayed in the house. If we had black training, we ain't driving over to somebody else's neighborhood or block to have a fight. We doing that? Hey, yo, check this out. The white officer shot, but black culture killed this sister and killed many other people in our neighborhoods, right? But dig this. There's a brother named Q. He passed away. He's no longer with us. He died in the penthouse. He died with a million dollars in the bank account. He died with all these fancy toys because he created a platform called World Star Hip Hop that just showed black folks in their madness all day, every day. A big platform of us just acting crazy. And that got him rich just doing that. We see Mona Scott, she kind of do the same thing. She got, uh, she's over the uh, love and hip hop brand and all she do is just show black folks like in the fool with each other and she's, she's rich. That's where we at as a people right now. Madness. And we're allowing these half-raised ass children go wild. We get shot by the police over the stupidest things. Jumping up and running and all this like, man, you trying to run out. Hey, bro, it's cameras all over the place. They don't value. You got to value your own life. Ain't nobody going to value your life like you are. And if you think that you can jump up and do a high speed chase with these devils a day and you can jump up and outrun them and they ain't got cameras all over. They not. It's a black fatigue. Brother, sister, there's a black fatigue movement going on. They tired of, they ain't studying you, man. You jiving every time they see you. You're not even worth us running you down and put the handcuffs on. Just shoot, dude. You're not even worth coming to disarm you. Just shoot her down, man. We put the cup. We ain't really got time for this shit right here. We really don't want to even come to these scenes. We really don't even want to, when we get the call, we really don't want to respond to this stuff right here. How about this? How about you have your own people police you? Because we don't really want to police y'all. But we can't get enough of y'all to join the force because y'all know what you have to deal with if you join this force. Y'all don't want to deal with this. You don't want to, as a black and brown person, you don't want to roll up on this scene and see a bunch of folks just out there acting foolish. They're young adults in the middle of the day. Damn, y'all ain't got nothing else better to do? We in bad shape, man. We in bad shape, man. We in bad shape. And you know, all inner city police, I mean, you got to start that salary off at 100 grand. Look what we got to deal with. We roll up on the scene, black folks all over the place, they acting crazy, now we got to deal with it. Police need training. How can you train for that? I'm not trained for that. Are you trained for that? How can you train? How could you look at the scenarios that these, I mean, just, <laughs> yo, dig this, dig this. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. Police going to have to respond to the club. It's so bad. They got to sit out in the club parking lot most of the times. It's so bad. They got to sit out in front of the high school parking lot. We clowning at the high schools, the higher place, a place where you got to go for learning. We clowning at the high schools. We clowning on, the, uh, on our leisure time at the clubs and the bars. We got to respond to that. Then we clown in the neighborhoods. Who want to do that? It's just part of our job. But we're going to say police need more training. Police need more training. What are you really saying when you say police need more training? 
Police need to come and monitor how crazy black folks is. They need to learn. I don't know. They got to sit down and take a class about the Negro mentality. This is the Negro mentality. You got to learn. You got to figure it out. But again, I tell you, Trump brought a different energy. He brought a black fatigue energy in it. Where people are just more honest about they don't have the time for that. They don't have the time for that. They not they not trying to learn no subculture. These devils ain't finna do it. You gonna have to bend to how they do stuff. They not finna bend. Listen, these people are conquerors. They ain't finna bend that the way to make things easier for their subjects. Nobody does that. Nobody in power does that. Nobody in power bends to the way the subject wants you to bend. No, they're not gonna do that. You gotta bend towards what power got going on. And then again, this situation was so crazy to me because they stood around jaw jacking. Nobody was doing nothing. And then when the police roll up, all of a sudden, this is when you want to get busy. But dig, we ain't going to blame no victims. That's a hard pill to swallow. So how about this, man? How about this? How about we pour back on police need training? How about we do that? How about we say black folks need training? How about that? How about we don't say black folks need no training? How about we get more black officers on the police force to go and deal with this kind of stuff? How about you go to the club tonight? Because it's Friday night, something going to pop off. This just how it works. How about you go to the club tonight and you break up that scenario? How about you just do that? How about you go to the neighborhoods and you got to beg black folks not to kill each other? Because this guy's from this block and this guy from another block and it, you got to beg them not to kill each other now because they from two whole blocks. They don't own nothing on the blocks. White folks own everything in the blocks. The Arabs own everything on the corner and they fighting over these neighborhoods. You go in there and you fix that. But Big Mama said it best. Big Mama said, man, there's a bunch of half-raised children out here. <laughs> and these devils ain't finna deal with that, man. Yeah. This is real talk, man. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Hey, you know, God bless the young lady's family, man. Real Black Conscious Forum Podcast, man. This is, it's getting thick out here, man. Again, I can't say it anymore. The energy of black fatigue is running through America. It's running through America. These folks don't have time for the Negro mentality. I get it with you guys later. Peace.